Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. We're now well and truly into reporting season here in Australia in what is turning out to be a pivotal time for our market. So is reporting season going to be a winner or a warning sign for the Australian stock market? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we are Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for our channel and hit that subscribe button and remember to click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with all of our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now this is a show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. So is reporting season a winner or a warning sign for the Australian stock market? Well, the results are in as reporting season actually takes off in earnest with its full week now completed. As I mentioned, this much anticipated earnings season is critical to understanding the direction of our market over the next 12 months, and it could not have come at a more interesting time, with the Australian stock market recently making a new all-time high. So let's get into whether this reporting season will be a big winner for investors or a warning sign of things to come. Industry analysts and investors look at reporting season with anticipation and sometimes trepidation because it brings up heightened market volatility. Now, given that we're only one week into reporting season, volatility has been quite low with the market ending slightly in the red last week. Now, hedge funds will often take advantage of reporting season and in doing so increase volatility by selling stocks that do not meet market expectations to make some quick profits. Many superannuation and index funds also rebalance their portfolios around this time. Now this only adds to market volatility and as some of the bigger companies are yet to report their earnings, there'll be quite a lot of noise in the market as analysts break down the results. As I've mentioned previously many times, it's wise for investors not to react to the volatility, but rather wait for the dust to settle. Unfortunately, too many investors get caught up reading reports and market news only to speculate on the direction of the stocks that they hold, with many getting it wrong. This ultimately leads to buying stocks too early or getting out of good companies which rise after the dust has settled. Rather than focusing on earnings season, it's more beneficial for investors to look at the bigger picture and to start preparing to make the most of the upcoming opportunities in the market. Looking at some of the companies reporting last week, despite positive full year earnings, Credit Corp was sold off heavily over the past week due to flat earnings, 
and its dividend outlook. The company reported revenue of $324 million and an increase of 9% in net profits after tax. While Credit Corp was down nearly 9% earlier in the week due to an overreaction to the news, it recovered nicely, which is why I say investors should wait until the dust settles before making any decisions during reporting season. Rio Tinto has been down nearly 10% since its high in May and looking like it had further to go. That is before reporting last week with the news positive for the miner. It clearly topped analyst forecasts as it announced that not only were sales revenue and earnings up strongly, but it also lifted its interim dividend up to US $1.51 a share and pay a special dividend of 63 cents a share. Whilst Rio's share price increased on this news, once again, I caution investors not to overreact as this great result has come on the back of increased iron ore prices after the Vale Dam collapse. And as we know, Vale has announced it will resume production. Transurban, CBA, Suncorp, AMP, AGL, Mervac and IAG all report this week. And so the results will start to give us a good idea of where the market is actually headed. AMP is at its lowest price in history and CBA and Suncorp and AGL have been struggling over the past couple of months. So hang on to your hats this week, should be interesting. Communication services was the best performing sector, up over 2.5%, followed by industrials up nearly 2%. Materials was down just over 2.5%, closely followed by consumer discretionary, which was down over 2% for the week. As for the stocks in the ASX Top 200, Saracen Minerals was up over 9%, Newcrest was up nearly 9%, followed by Orica and IPH, also both up over 8.5%. Orica was up following positive news from its investor day last week and so could be one to watch. Focus Group was also up nearly 5% and so could be a dark horse for the month for those willing to take the wild ride on this stock that it's been on over the past few months given that it has been a takeover target of late. The worst performers include ABC down over 21% on profit downgrades. It was followed by CYBG, which was also down over 20%, and Yana's Henderson Group down around 15%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of the S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and take a look at the stocks you've chosen for me to analyse. Reporting season is always an exciting time on the market, as I said in the report. You know, it does add to volatility. That's why I really do stress for people not to take too many um, decisions on buying and selling during reporting season because it is one of those times where there's a lot of, dare I say, market manipulation. Um, and it's wise to stay at unless you're quite highly educated and you understand a lot of uh, technical analysis and fundamental analysis. And don't overestimate uh, your level of knowledge and competence during these times because you will get it wrong quite regularly because the market does get pushed around. So let's go and have a quick look at the market. I'll just put my glasses on so I can sort of see what I'm actually doing. And you can see how we broke a new all-time high. Now I've got a weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index up and we broke through earlier in the week making a new all-time high again 
back up to a 6958.7 points. But we actually turned closing lower for the week and we closed slightly lower for the week. It was about half a percent down for the week on what it traded, uh, what it closed at the week prior. So closing at 6846. I'll just show you the daily chart and show you what I mean. So we moved up here. Uh, this is actually Monday of last week, or sorry, Tuesday. Uh, and then it moved Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it moved down. So I don't really expect this to be too much in terms of that, because after having one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days up, the market's going to come down anyway. So it's going to come down. Generally, the market will move up for you know three to five, six days and move down for two to five days. And depending on whether it's more bullish or more bearish, if it's more bearish, it'll move down for more days than it moves up. Uh, if it's more bullish, it'll move up for more days than it falls away. So right now, not a big issue to me that the market's fallen down for about three days. It'll be interesting to see what it does on this week, but you can see here that sort of angle. And if I'll just put a, a, just using my trend line tool on here, and you can see the angle on this. You can see it just hangs around that sort of angle, doesn't it? It's just moving up and down nice and steadily around that angle. So I don't necessarily expect it won't fall away earlier on in this week, but I don't think it's going to be too much. As I said, we're now well and truly into reporting season. Reporting season is August. That's what it is. Um, as you know that I am expecting an, an all-time, not only an all-time high on the, on the market, but I'm also expecting the yearly high for our market. That's the other thing that I'm looking at. And you can see here how last year our low was in December. I think it's going to come in early. So what we're moving up is if I use my little trend arrow tool, I think it's here, the market moves down, moves up, finds a high, comes down into another low and then takes off again. That's really what happens. So right now I'm looking for a low sometime between um, sort of September, October, November. I don't think it's going to be out into December, but where this high happens will determine where the low is going to happen because the downward move is not going to be for a long time. Uh, as I said, I'm still half expecting, well, more than half expecting for our market to move up to around 7,200 points before it does fall. So if I grab that, I think I can grab that up to here and up to around there before it does fall down into this low sometime in around about sort of somewhere around about there before it does take off but again it's something to i think there's a couple more weeks two three four more weeks left in our market to find a tide that said i'm really am expecting it to fall away today as well or from today as well saying that last week was our high and this is what the what a lot of traders and investors don't take into consideration they just think let's say uh, as an expert I say hey I think the market's bullish they just blindly keep making their decisions on that always have an opposite view always say well this is my preferred view I think the market's going to go up for the next two to four weeks make a high somewhere around seven two but I'm always prepared for it to start to fall away and this is why we use rules we don't just trade on speculation or what we think might happen we have rules around what is happening and then we make decisions on that it's all cause and effect what's happening and then what's my decision based on that so right now I still think our market's bullish I still think it's further to go I still think we haven't had our high yet I still think uh, the low is going to happen sometime September October November in that sort of bracket probably more likely September October but possibly November but again wait and see where the high is but right now still looks pretty good but just be a little bit more careful because you don't want to be buying in around here only for the stock to fall away and you're selling it out again. So that's where you need to be really careful looking at some good strong trades. So let's get into the questions for this week. 
Okay, my first question for the week is from Paul Wilkinson. He said, hi there, hope you're well. Yeah, I am, matey. Thanks very much. Getting over that cold that I had a month or so ago, slowly getting over it. He says, I've been watching your show for about a month. Very informative. So thanks very much, uh, matey. I also read your book recently and I'm currently doing my research to build out a growth portfolio. Fantastic. That's good to see. Um, watch tomorrow night's live show. I'm going to be talking about four different portfolio styles and what you need to do. So we're going to get right into that. Um, all based on what's in my book as well. Now, due to child duties, I tend to tune into the live show once it's finished. That's okay, mate. Don't worry about that. And I'd love to, if you could cover a couple for me, I'd love your opinion on Ramsey Healthcare. Uh, we did cover that in the live show, so I told him to go and look at that. Um, he said it's broken a two-year downtrend. Consolidation has closed above a downtrend line for at least three months. We've talked about that. He goes CWY monthly looks strong um, and GPT strong uptrend over the last seven to eight years would be much appreciated. Thanks, mate. Keep on trucking. So let's go and have a look at a CV, CWY. So that's clean away waste management. And what he's looking at, he's talking about the monthly looks strong. Um, it's down last week through here and that's not a big issue but let's go and have a quick look at the monthly chart and you can see the whole history of this stock and it has been on a nice bullish uptrend since way back there in September 2015. Now again like I was saying stocks all move up and then they move down again but right now this is looking nice. Um, it is more bullish. Uh, we may to see what happens this month. We may get a down bar this month but to come back to sort of more of its angle it's probably a little bit overheated but i still like it i think this stock is bullish i do like this stock at this point in time it's one i actually looked at last week for our students of our trading mentor course i did pull this apart i think the recording was like 35 40 40 minutes or something uh, or 45 minutes i think i almost did it for on this stock where i really pulled it apart for our trading mentor students that's really the bonus of that really inexpensive program trading mentor it's like two grand and every two weeks i pull apart a stock um, in detail with you to show you how to trade it and what you should be doing so that alone's worth the, the price of the course so if you've been thinking about doing some of our education get into it um, but i do like this stock at this point in time as i mentioned a little bit earlier a little bit more bearish bit of indecision around here but i would suggest if it does drop down it'll probably get down to around to this sort of two dollars thirty level and then start to move back up again but very very, very nice pick. Let's look at GPT. Now, as you mentioned, it's been going up for quite some time and it's almost in the same sort of bracket here. You can see here, it fall, fell really, really heavy into the GFC, one of these property companies, um, but doing quite nicely, moving right back up through to that $7 mark. It hasn't had a major pullback since around about October 2016, so it wouldn't surprise me if we do see a fall, fall in the not too distant future, but right now it does look bullish. It looks really, really good. So good, two good picks in my view, so keep up the good work. Uh, Ross B says, hi Dale, thank you for your view on uh, Brickworks. I should have added to that um, I currently own a parcel brought in May at 1575. I did Brickworks last week for him. So could you please have a look at Link and CPU as medium to long-term hold? Now I did look at Link on the live show. I told him to go there. Um, I don't have a position in either of yet and currently feel it's too early for both at this point and would like to see a movement up. Uh, should I keep them on my watch list at this point in time? Thanks again. So we'll take a look at uh, CPU. As I said, I did link um, on the live show last 
last week, Foyman pointed to that. So let's have a look at computer share. Now computer share tends to run with the market, so it's really good to look at the market in whole because obviously uh, it's a registrar from the market. Same with ASX is the market um, or it runs the market. So these stocks uh, generally are impacted by the market activity. The more activity, the more business these guys get. Um, but looking at CPU, it's bearish right now. You can see here how it's uh, all-time high is back there at $20.18 and currently uh, it's closing right down around 15, uh, what's that, 15.53. So it has been quite bearish for several months at this point in time. And let me get my little tool on here and you can see, oh, I've missed the high there, but you can see over 25 to 30%. Normal for stocks to do 25 to 30% every few years. And as you can see here, 2016, it had its low there in August. Um, and so it does, it's probably due for its low. So I wouldn't expect it's going to go too much further. So I'd be looking for support uh, over the next few months between that sort of $13 there and $14 mark. I think I'd be looking at support there. Um, so way too early for me at this point in time. But uh, another good pick, Ross. So just sit back and wait for it. But let's get into the next question is from Shane Pereira. He says, hey Dale, what's your opinion on IAG at the moment? Looks to be on uptrend on a weekly chart. So let's quickly grab IAG. Now he says on an uptrend on a weekly chart. Always look to your monthly chart first, matey. That's where you go to first. And if you ever look at, if you're sitting beside Janine and myself when we're at our computers looking at stocks and doing analysis, the first chart 100% of the time we go to is our monthly chart. That tells us 90% of everything that we need to know uh, about what the stock's doing in the marketplace. So always look at that big picture first, and then we fine tune entries down onto the weekly chart. But let's look at Insurance Australia Group. Obviously it's in that finance sector, and which has been in a lot of trouble over the last few years, but you can see here on this thing, it's been very, very volatile. It's been moving up well since that 2011 low and, and it's looking good. It's just come off an all-time high last month at $8.74. If you're not in this stock, um, you know, I think I'd wait for a pullback on it before I'd get into it, but it is looking bullish. So it's a great pick from your point of view. Uh, it does look good. It's a nice stock. IAG's always been a really good stock to own, as you can tell, other than obviously this big move down from 2005 into 2011 had a big, big, big move, but this suggests me this is a good company at this point in time. The next question we got from Ben Mills. He said, hi Dale, great show. Uh, thanks matey. Um, show, I, I just bought your book. Uh, what do you think about Domino's Pizza or DMP? It's currently undervalued. Um, trading at 38.22. Uh, what is your opinion on the stock? Can you please take a look and let me know what you think? Cheers, Ben. Um, yeah, I always careful about looking at stocks that are under or overvalued or what people talk about under and overvalued because at the end of the day, it's going down. It's that's what it is. And so, um, and so when I'm looking at uh, um, analyst reports and they say undervalued or overvalued, I don't take a lot of notice of that. And it's, it's a lot of um, how do I say it? They put out these reports and, and one thing I did, and you probably read about it in my book, I can't remember, I'm pretty sure I put it into my book. Um, when I was very much in my early days, well over 20 something years ago, looking at the market, I used to get analyst reports and look at what they say to buy and what they say to sell. And over a period of a couple of years, the stocks that they said to sell completely outperformed the ones they said to buy. So this over and under um, valued was, very, very early in my journey, I looked to ignore that because when looking at a chart, you can tell direction. And right now, Domino's is going down. 
that's what I need to, that's what I can see on the left hand side there on the monthly chart. Um, and that's what I need to assume. So I never buy something too early. It's sort of bottom picking. And you can see there, it's been down 55.31%. Last month, if you look at last month, it's quite indecisive. It tried to push up through to that high there at around, what's that one, $41.28. Uh, and so far it's trading down again this month, so it's closing lower. So again, we could just be seeing a, an upward move like this before it falls away, or an upward move like that before it falls away. This could be another one. If we get a down bar this week, or it trades below that low of 37.22, then it's gonna go below that low. It's got further to fall. So just be careful about bottom picking or catching stocks that are falling away. I do look for stocks that are falling away. I whack them on my watch list, so I'd actually do that for you um, at this point in time, matey. So stick it on your watch list, wait for it to find support, wait for it to prove it's going up. Don't jump too early just because analysts are saying it's cheap or it's undervalued uh, or overvalued, whichever way it is. Um, the next question we got, uh, hopefully I can say this name right, Le Loseni. Uh, I can't remember, it's L-O-S-E-N-E, -E, so I'm not sure, Loseni Dala, he says she, he or she, I'm not sure who it is. Um, hi Dar, love the content, thank you very much for sending in your question, it's great, it's good to hear from new faces from people, he said, uh, they said, would appreciate your thoughts on Bub and 5G, and Bubs I've covered heaps of times over the last few months, um, both on our live show on here, but we'll have a quick look at it, so I won't go into a detail quick look at it. Um, I'm not sure whether you own them or you don't own them and what your experience and everything is, but my guess is you don't have a lot of knowledge on the market because uh, on the screen right now is 5GN Networks there and it's a speculative stock and uh, you can tell here just by the looking at all this, it's more speculative if I go through here. Um, from that point of view, you're getting in there. It looks bearish to me, that's what it does at the moment. It's a smaller cap stock. On the weekly chart, if I put my pointer there, you can see that's $6 million, uh, 6 million and 46 uh, thousand shares over a week at $1.11. So it's about $6 million in a week. Um, it's traded, if I go to the daily chart, you can see looking at that, that's more of a speculative stock. You can see little gaps around all over the place, which says it's uh, is weak. Friday, it did 599,000 shares at a dollar. So $600,000, I could move that if I wanted to myself quite easily. Um, so therefore it's not a stock I would suggest new people to get into or trade. You need to have a little bit more knowledge and skill around this. Otherwise you're going to get it wrong. But right now this looks bearish. Bubs is no better. I'll keep saying to Bubs, look at that. It's even more speculative than that. A lot of people are buying Bubs or looking at Bubs thinking it's going to be another A2 milk or Bellamy's. It's not. Uh, and please, it's not going to be another Bellamy's or A2 milk. It's quite, uh, it's a lot more illiquid than both of those two stocks. You're better off on those stocks. They do do look better. 33 million shares traded last week. It jumped completely. And you have a look at that huge jump. And that might alert a lot of people to getting into it. But if you see here, if I put my pointer there, you're seeing it jump 12.26%. If you've got a stock that's doing that, then this is a stock for newbies to stay away from. Uh, and then it fell heavily. So it might have attracted a lot of people to buy into it only for it to see it's now down 17% from that high. Um, so it's a lot more volatile than uh, new people should be getting into. And again, it's very, very volatile here. And this is what attracts people to it. They see it moving really, really fast up to these sorts of levels and go, wow, it's made 107% in one, two, three, four weeks. 
let's get into it. And the train's left the station. It's already three quarters of the way to Sydney. So um, I think you should be staying out of this stock. But that's it for me for this week for this week's Waka Report. Remember, live show tomorrow night, Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Get on it. Tell your friends um, to get them onto it. Uh, if you have any questions for me, like these people have, stick them down below. So put your questions down there. Always tell me a little bit about it. Don't just say, look at ABC or BHP. Always tell me, do you own it? Do you not own it? What are your thoughts on it? Why are you interested in the stock? And if you do own it and you're a bit nervous about it, why are you nervous about it? Or you know whether you should be holding it. That. Tell me your thoughts. This is not, uh, I'm trying to help people learn and get more confidence in their own abilities here. But uh, as I said, that's it for me for this week. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.